Hey there, Ravens flock. Welcome back to Baltimore Talk, the weekly podcast giving you a recap of every Baltimore Ravens game from now to postseason. I'm your host, Anthony Propes, and I'll be giving you everything you miss, plus my own personal thoughts, opinions, and analysis. And this will be my final podcast of the 2022-2023 season. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of the first season of Baltimore Talk. We are finally into the postseason, and unfortunately, we are already out of the postseason. And I really have to say, this was a really long, long journey that we definitely, as a collective, as Ravens fan, had some really good ups and some even worse downs. But I just have to say, it has been a really big honor and privilege to bring you all these recaps and talks every single week. And I definitely want to talk more about my thank yous and give my shout outs at the very end. But I would rather us all get through the game and get through the talk first and break it down and go through certain things more than others. I will be doing more of a specific play-by-play, not 100%, but I will be giving more play-by-plays than I have lately because this being our first and only postseason game this year, I definitely want to break down certain elements more than others. But with all that being said, I more of want to say, what the heck happened? Like, what were Greg Roman and Tyler Huntley actually thinking? And I know that I usually would bring this the day after our game, but I really wanted to take an extra day to tone down the anger that a lot of people have not yet. And I really wanted to carpart compartmentalize my thoughts and really give a more detailed opinionated feeling but that I will again do more of when we get really into it when we get to certain spots because some things definitely happened a lot better than others and that this this game really went off the rails in the wrong way in the wrong timing so Let's just first start off with the opening coin toss, which we did win and did go back to our roots and choose to defer, which again, as I had said all year long, if you defer the coin toss, it could make the difference in the end. And it almost made the difference in the end. Let me be honest. It really almost made a difference, but unfortunately it didn't really help us out like I was hoping. So with that being said, let's first start with the Opening quarter, which is dropped on the hands of Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. And now on first and 10 for Joe Burrow and the Bengals, it is a run play. It is a gain of seven. Then on second and three, Marlon Humphrey, he got the nice stop. So that was able to push it to third inches. But unfortunately, the Bengals do convert on that. There are a lot of Bengals conversions. I won't lie to you. But now, again, on first and 10, it is a run game of six. Then on second and four, Joe Burrow got sacked by both Broderick Washington and Jason Pierre-Paul. It was a double team. It was a combo action, and that was absolutely nice to see. These two really, especially Broderick Washington, he was really getting some good tackles, and they were both being good players and really playing their hearts out on Sunday night against the Bengals. So now on third and six. It is the Bengals converting again. Then on first and 10, Kyle Hamilton got the good stop after only a gain of five. So now on second and five, the Bengals convert again. Now on back on first and 10, Roquan Smith ends up taking down Gerald Burrow after only a yard. So granted, it wasn't a sack, but we did take down the QB after a short run of only a yard. So now on second and nine, the Bengals convert once again. First and 10, 
goes, it's an out-of-bounds catch, so that one did not count. So now on second and 10, another incomplete pass. Third and 10, another incomplete pass. Joe Burrow was actually throwing a couple of those, and he was not very happy about that on Sunday night. He was not having things go his way, and he was very upset about that. So now on fourth and 10, the Bengals do once again, they don't convert. They end up getting a field goal, putting up the first points of the night with 3-0 them being up. Now on first and 10, it is our first hands at the ball. We're finally getting to get get our hands on it. It's now first and 10. J.K. Dobbins gets the first down. What a guy. Now on first and 10 once again, it is J.K. Dobbins again for a pickup of four. Then on second and six, Josh Oliver gets a beautiful streamlined catch, and that was able to get us the first down. Now on first and 10, we end up having... J.K. Dobbins once again go for four. And then on second and six, unfortunately, Tyler Huntley threw the first interception of the day. He tried to thread the needle to Isaiah Likely, but it ended up not threading enough. And he ended up throwing the first interception of the day. And that puts us back on the defensive side. So now once again, back on defense, it's first and 10. Hayden Hurst, our former player, a former Raven, Ends up getting the first down. Then on first and 10, Patrick Queen is on the stop. He ends up stuffing at the line and pushing back for a yard. So that'll stop them there. It's now second and 11. And Roquan Smith, he ends up getting the stop after three gains short. And that's with 435 left in the first quarter. So now it's third and eight and the Bengals do convert. And then on first and 10, Justin Houston. He is now the second person to get a sack on Joe Burrow. So now this is two sacks on our defensive series, they're absolutely beautiful to see. I absolutely love when our defensive series are going good like this. Granted, we're not getting a lot of three and outs like we usually do, but still, you gotta take you gotta take the good with the bad. And this is definitely a high, and this is definitely a good. So now on second and nineteen, this one was a triple threat here. This was a co- a combination of Roquan Smith, Kyle Hamilton, and Patrick Queen. All three of them getting on the stop and getting things handled. So now on third and 10, the Bengals, unfortunately, again, do convert, but what else is new already? Then on first and 10, Marcus Peters, he's got the flag after getting the stop, which this one was really messed up because he ended up getting an unsportsmanlike conduct flag for taunting. Even though the Bengals, the guy, they did kind of go a little back and forth with it. I personally say that, it was kind of a mixed bag here because it they were kind of like subtle, but it was more on uh, Marcus Peters for that. But I really don't think they should have given him an unsportsmanlike conduct flag. I think that they should have just let that one go because we all know how this rivalry between the Bengals and Baltimore goes, especially... When it comes to players like that, Marcus Peters, he's the type of guy to leave it all on the field and not do those types of things. So that's just my hot take, of course. But what do I know? For now, I'm just doing a podcast. I'm not in the working with the NFL yet. But after that, it's first and goal, and there's a holding flag on the Bengals. Excuse me. Just like last week, I'm still trying to get over being sick a little bit. So now on first... And now on second and goal, the Bengals do get a touchdown. But ironically, they missed the field goal. So now they are up 9-0 on us right at the end of the first quarter. After, and 
the second, bleh, apologies, Ravens flock, it's scatterbrain once again. But that second and goal touchdown was actually at the start of the second quarter. So now back on our side of the ball, it is first and 10, and we end up getting an incomplete pass to Patrick Ricard. Then on second and 10, Sammy Watkins, our man, absolute G, he ends up getting the first down. So now on first and 10, finally we give some action and some love to our man Gus the Bus Edwards, who runs for a gain of six. Then on second and four, J.K. Dobbins running for three. Third and one, Edwards, he gets the first down again. Now on first and 10, J.K. Dobbins, he ends up running for a solid 13 yards. That, absolutely beautiful. Now on first and 10, once again, he this time he only gets an only a yard. They stop him right there. Then on second and nine, Demarcus Robinson, he gains eight off that stellar catch. Then on third and one, Mark Andrews, he stopped right at the line after a short little handoff. So now it's fourth and one. We decide to take a timeout right here, our first of the half, our first 30-second timeout. But this one here, it will be with Tyler Huntley coming back and getting the first down after that. Then on first and 10, J.K. Dobbins, he goes for only a yard after this. Then on second and nine, Mark Andrews gets a beautiful 14-yard catch, so he's able to get us the first down once again. Now on first and 10, Tyler Huntley decides to take it himself, gaining only two short yards. Second and eight, J.K. Dobbins, he only gains three. This time, now on third and five, Tyler Huntley is almost sacked, but he gets out of it. And then it doesn't matter because there was a face mask flag on the Bengals side. So that gave us a lot of yards. So now it is first and goal for us here. And T Gus Edwards ended up going nowhere, unfortunately. So then on second and goal, Tyler Huntley only gains two. Now on third and goal, it is a beautiful touchdown by J.K. Dobbins. And they end up having a really review this one because it looked like his knee was down but it was his hand keeping him up and he extended the ball all the way across the goal line not all the way it definitely crossed that plane and then the Bengals player's arm was underneath him to keep his knee from touching so luckily we kind of got lucky with that one with his knee with his arm and his keeping his knee afloat there so we end up going now 9-7 with the Bengals still being up only by two though the Bengals will flip it back to their side, it being a gain of three for their first and ten. Then on second and seven, it is the, uh, <laughs> this is Marcus Williams. He broke up the beautiful, broke up that pass, beautiful coverage by him. So now it's third and seven, and the Bengals convert once again. Now on first and ten, it is an incomplete pass. Then on second and ten, Adolfe Owe, he ends up sacking Joe Burrow. So that was Awesome. That's three sacks in the first half by the Baltimore defense. We're really putting up, putting in the work and putting things up for us. Then on third and 16, Kyle Hamilton, he gets the stop. And not only does he get the stop, he gets the tackle, knocks the ball loose, and ends up recovering it. So he ends up causing, forcing a fumble on a third and 16 and recovering the ball. And it was absolutely beautiful, let me tell you. It was nuts. Now, back on, since it's our ball, back on our side, it's first and 10. Gus Edwards runs for a six-yard carry. Then on second and four, we end up just letting the time hit the two-minute warning right at that point. So now it'll be second and four once again. And Gus, he ends up running for four yards, getting the first down. Now on first and 10, 
It is a really high snap, and this one actually sailed over Tyler Huntley's head. It was a really high snap. Tyler Huntley was able to recover it, though, and he it looked like he was just going to throw it away, but ends up getting it straight to Josh Oliver and ends up getting the first down. This, one was, this was another one of those plays you had to see to believe because it was absolutely nuts. So now on first and 10, Justice Hill, he ends up running for nine yards with only 26 seconds left. And after that, the Bengals will take their first charge timeout of the half. Then on second and one, Gus Edwards gets the first down once again. Then it'll be the Baltimore Ravens taking their second timeout of the half. Then on first and goal, Mark Andrews ends up losing a yard. And Baltimore will take their third and final timeout of the first half here. Then on second goal, it's an incomplete. Third and goal, it's another incom- It's another incomplete after another Bengals timeout. Their second here. So then on the fourth and goal, Justin Tucker comes out to kick the field goal, putting us up 10-9 with us leading right here before the end of the first half. And it's first and 10, Joe Burrow takes a knee to end the first half. And I have to say... It was a well-fought first half, honestly. Like, this half, actually, this was Baltimore Ravens football. I won't lie to you. This one here actually felt like Baltimore Ravens football, where it's not just our defense that was on point, but our offense as well. Yes, we had some hiccups here and there, but at the end of the day, we really had things going. This was actually us playing smack-mouth Baltimore Ravens hard-knuckle football, and that's definitely what we want to see. That's definitely where we wanted to see things go, and I personally think that we really were killing it on this one here. We actually were having things good for us and actually having things going, and I definitely have to say that not just that, but we had we had an even, we had a better second quarter than we did the first. Like, we really were putting up yards and actually running down the field and getting things going. It wasn't just us getting to the red zone and then having to kick a field goal. Like, we actually were able to get a touchdown when we got to the red zone. We were actually able to get these things done. What I will say is, though, we definitely needed more Mark Andrews and more Isaiah Likely. It was all the J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards and Tyler Huntley that were running it more than anything. And our passing game, especially to Mark Andrews, Isaiah Likely, and sometimes even Josh Oliver, like, we really can have things going for us. So I definitely think that we definitely needed more of the see those two and uh, like I said a little bit of Josh Oliver because our passing game when we're on point our passing game cannot be stopped and that's definitely where a lot of people were missing and feeling like why we need Lamar Jackson back to go with Mark Andrews because that's those two that's that dynamic that it's really good passing but I really feel like Tyler Huntley was really doing good with his run game and handoffs to J.K. Dobbins I really think that those two were really working well together I definitely think that he needs to survey Tyler Huntley speaking on him he really needs to survey the defense a lot more and I hope in this offseason he really pays attention to that and really looks back at some of his film because that interception that's something that we definitely shouldn't have, definitely shouldn't have seen, definitely shouldn't have gotten. Because if he just surveyed the defense a little more, and if you actually watched that play, you would actually see that that was a way too tight of a space and that he wouldn't have made that uh, even on his best day. But I really think that if he surveys the defense a lot longer, he'll. granted the offensive line has to give him a little bit more time in the pocket, I believe that they don't give him as much time as they do Lamar in the pocket. 
But if he actually surveyed that defense a little longer, he would see it and understand, okay, that this might have to go a different way. I might have to do something different. And also, we needed, we definitely, what we didn't do, we needed to stop the Bengals' run game more. Their run game, they were running all over us on Sunday night. Like, it was, it, I wouldn't say it was a complete massacre, but they were really running all over us, running up and down that field, especially Hayden Hurst, the former Baltimore Raven. He was definitely running up, running all up and down our feet, running up and down our sideline, and it was not okay. I definitely think we need to stop the running game a lot more, and we also need to get on our defense. We need to gang tackle and wrap up more. Like if we actually not just get to the ball, but we definitely need. I know because I had, I was specifically, and I hate to pick on my man Roquan Smith. He had. A missed tackle because of an ar- a missed arm tackle. And I really think that that's one of those things that if we, granted, we have to try, we have to get there a little faster. But if we fully wrap up and fully engulf our arms and our body into that, we would have that. And then gang tackling. That's one of those things they teach you day one in defensive day is gang tackling because that way it helps secure the ball more and secure the play a lot better. And that way you'll be able to get things done and handled and make sure that the play gets stopped and it's it doesn't just slip out of somebody's arm. And that's those things you need to be aware of and make sure of. And also we when it back on our offensive side, we need we need to play more Ravens football. We definitely need to get the run game down. Like I said, our run game, it it's really good, especially when we have certain players like Tyler Huntley, great quarterback. Lamar Jackson, amazing quarterback. J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards cannot be beat, but we were still not playing Ravens football like that. And that also brings me back to brings me back to like I said where we needed more Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely because we needed to see more passing but we also when it comes to our run game we like to run up the middle a lot more and that and teams definitely pick up on that a lot easier especially with JK Dobbins him specifically cuz he's our him and Gus Edwards there are two leading handoffs they like to run up the middle in between the guard and the tackle a lot and that's usually where our problems come in because we end up getting stuffed at the line at those points unless we can really break the plane and really get through and get to the secondary but we need to run to the outside more we need to contain and seal that edge a lot more so that way we can run outside and when we are running outside we need to instead of running la- running lateral or running at an angle, we really need to run out, plant that outside foot, foot, not foot, 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 English. I apologize, Ravens flock. I'm really losing it. We need to plant that outside foot and really turn up the field. So that way we can actually get that first down. We can really make the, and we can get these plays and get things across the line. So Honestly, those are my halftime thoughts. That's really what I had to say, what I really had to run down but on our drive we for our first offensive drive where we had the touchdown we ran for 17 plays and a 72 yard scoring drive so I definitely gotta clap it up for our Baltimore offense really putting our nose to the grindstone and really getting things downfield and getting downhill and going there for us so now we will start the third quarter here and we, like I said, we chose to defer, so we now have the ball ourselves. So it's now 
back on the offensive side, starting with the first and 10 with J.K. Dobbins. Here we go. Right off rip, running for 15 yards. Absolutely amazing. Now then he decides to run for another three. Then on second and seven, Gus Edwards gets a loss of one. Tyler Huntley, he ends up running it for only four yards. And then on fourth and four, we are forced to punt for the first time today. The first punt completely. Nobody in the first half punted it at all. So that was really sweet to see for us is the fact that, well, not sweet that we couldn't force them a punt, but the fact that it took up until the third quarter of the game to finally see a team punt. Unfortunately, I it's unfortunate that it was us, but still. That just proves our offense and our defense were really grinding in the first half. Now on first and 10 for the Bengals side, it's first and 10 with a gain of six. Second and four, Marlon Humphrey, he's on the stop once again. Then on third and inches, Joe Burrow is almost sacked, but he ends up getting the first down. Then on first and 10, they run for seven. Second and third, Cincy, they end up getting the first, first and 10. The, another first down, then on... After five yards on the next one, Marcus Peters, he's on the stop. So it's second and five. Broderick Washington, he ends up getting the stop after a yard. Then on third and four, there's an off, there's an offsides penalty on the Bengals. So they end up pushing it back five yards to third and nine. But they end up converting anyway, because why not? We, we definitely, in that, I will also say, for, I'll roll this back to my halftime thoughts. We need to hold third and outs. We really need to push for more third and outs. We were really not pushing those third and outs like we had been all season. That is another thing is we need to hold teams. Hopefully going into next season, we'll be able to hold them more to three and outs. So now on first and 10, it was a deep pass to Jamar Chase that ended up going for the first down. Then on first and 10, they end up, they got a touchdown, but they ended up putting it their noticing that a knee was down on when they went under review and it was long beforehand so then they ended up backing up to the red zone but it's first and goal Joe Burrow ends up keeping it for the touchdown but there was an offsides on us on the defense which that penalty does offset in the result of a touchdown and they end up going for a two-point conversion and they don't get it the first time because there was a pass interference flag but they end up getting it on the second time so now with 4.58 left in the, in the third quarter, it is 17-10 with the Bengals up. Now on first and 10, J.K. Dobbins for beautiful 26 yards after Tyler Huntley is almost sacked. We end up running for a beautiful 26-yard gain here. So then on first and 10, J.K. Dobbins is stuffed at the line. Second and 10, Gus Edwards runs for the first like a monster that he is. Then on, somehow on the next play, and it always happens. The person who runs for the first gets it. Then on the next play, they run for it again. They're stuffed at the line every time. First it happens to JK, then it happens to Gus Edwards. But it doesn't matter because now on second and 10, Demarcus Robinson, he gets the beautiful touchdown. This one sailed right to his hands and had no options but to go there. So he absolutely was a monster and able to get that touchdown, tying it at 16 to 17. Then Justin Tucker field goal puts us at a tied ball game of 17-17. So now on first and 10, once again, the Bengals are now on a gain of not eight. Then on second and two, they 
uh, Roquan Smith and Jason Pierre-Paul get the stop once again. Then on third and two, Marcus Peters is on the stop. Beautiful pass coverage, this time forcing the Bengals to punt for the first time today, right at the very end of the third quarter with 54 seconds left. Then Gus Edwards gets a gain of nine on the first and ten. Then on second and one, he ends up getting the first down, and that does end the third quarter. And now... We are in the final quarter, the final 15 minutes of the first game, the last game on Sunday for Super Wild Card Weekend. This being our first game into the postseason, and we ended and we really worked our butts off to get here. So I will say again, congratulations to Baltimore in getting there to the postseason. But now on first and 10, Tyler Huntley, he ends up stumbling after only a small gain of four yards. He took it. He ended up, I don't know if he what he tripped over. I think he tripped over uh, either a hole in the ground or his own foot or something. But he ended up stumbling only for a short gain of four yards. Then on second and six, Gus Edwards runs it for a beautiful five yards. Then on third and one, Mark Andrews. Here we go. This is what I was talking about. This is what we needed. Mark Andrews gets a beautiful, and I mean a beautiful 25-yard catch. And then, unfortunately, Morgan Moses was hurt on this play. He did get back up. That's our guy. He got up. He was okay. But he, Mark Andrews, let me tell you, when I said in half that we needed more Mark Andrews, this is exactly what I was talking about because this was a beautiful 25-yard catch. Let me tell you, absolutely beautiful. Then Tyler Huntley, he, oh man, this was crazy. He ends up running on first and 10 for 35 yards. He just took it to the outside left side of the field and ran down for 35 beautiful yards. Then on first and goal, it's an incomplete to Patrick Card. Second goal, Gus Edwards only runs for third, for a yard, I mean. And then on third and goal, this is what really flipped the game. This was that big play that I really want to sit and talk about. For at least a couple minutes because third and goal, Tyler Huntley at the two-yard line tries to force it up the middle, fine, whatever, but he also decides to try and jump over the middle, which, fine, whatever, but he extended his hands out. They knocked the ball out, recovered it, and ran it down for a 98-yard return. Bang, Cincinnati ran it down for a 98-yard return. Mark Andrews was hot on the guy's heels but could not catch up. And this gave Bengals a touchdown. And I I really, I don't know what to say about this here. Like, this one really blew my mind. I absolutely, I was screaming at the television. I was absolutely dumbfounded. I was so upset and so hurt that this actually happened. And I really just have to talk about it because I don't know what play calling Greg Roman was thinking. Like, I really don't know where he really came up with this. Like this one, this was just, this was just a terrible, and I mean terrible idea for this to happen. And like, I understand that we're in third and goal and it's, on the two-yard line, but I just, I, I, I so baffled, so dumbfound at the fact that I don't even, I don't even know what to say at this, like, I don't know what Tyler Huntley was thinking for this, but it just, 
it, him and Greg Roman, I, I don't understand where they were coming from on this play, on why it happened, and the fact that J.K. Dobbins even, he got on Twitter and had said, uh, I don't remember, where was it? Let's see if we can just happen to find that tweet real quick. I will look, but like, it just, by any means, it really, it, it just blew my mind at the fact that we ended up doing this. Like, this really was terrible, terrible play calling. And the fact that Tyler Huntley dove over the middle and we just allowed it to happen, I just, I really don't understand what they were thinking for this here. The fact that we ended up just, it was over the middle and they knocked the ball loose. Like J.K. Dobbins had said that if it were him, he would have made that touchdown. But I just don't see why they decided to just jump over the middle and dive like that. Like that, it was so unnecessary. It was such an unnecessary decision on both Tyler Huntley and Greg Roman's point, and that's really what made a lot of people mad. These were the last points put up on the board for the entire game. So for the remaining of the game. Nobody put up any more points, which means our defense really had it going and we're really holding them. But then it was our offense that we could not get going. And this was the catalyst. This was that play that everybody now is calling, calling Tyler Hundley all types of names, calling him a bad quarterback, a bad player, all this, which he definitely is not. Tyler Hundley is not that. He is not a bad player. He is not a bad person. He is a great player. If it was not for Tyler Hundley, we wouldn't have made it to the postseason. He was the quarterback that led us to the postseason. I know, myself included. I miss Lamar Jackson. I really do. He's been a franchise quarterback with us since 2018. I miss him like crazy. Believe me. And I know a lot of the players do too. But he has been out for five consec for actually six consecutive games this season since week 13. He's been out with a grade two PCL knee sprain and he didn't even travel with the team and was at home watching it like all of us on Sunday night. So we cannot demonize um, Tyler Huntley for this. Granted, again, it was his play that botched the game, but it wasn't his fault because without him as our quarterback, we wouldn't have made it to the postseason. So, granted, I do put a lot of I do put some blame on him, yes, because again, his play. But a lot of it does have to go to Greg Roman. And I know a lot of people are calling for Greg Roman's retirement, his resignation, this, that, third, X, Y, and Z, all of that. Because it was his choice to call that play. And again, I agree. But once more, if it wasn't for Greg Roman's uh, touchdown, not touchdowns, but play calling for certain plays in certain games, we wouldn't have made it to the postseason. There is just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And I ha- and again, I'm not the biggest Greg Roman fan by any means, especially after Sunday. I am definitely not, he's definitely not on the side of the Angels, especially with me. But 
he's also not the most evil human being when it comes to these things. I definitely think he had th better things going for him and definitely could have gotten things done a lot better if he had made a better call. That's all that matters is if he made a better call. And I don't think he made a good judgment call when it comes to that play. I definitely think he could have chosen a lot better play than that. But that's all I really have to say about that one play. Like that, granted, again, that was really the play. That is the play that cost us the game. But at the end of the day, that it was the fact that we couldn't do anything else after that. Because we had options. We had chances. We had a choice. We had a chance, like I said, because those were the last points put up on the whole game. And there's still like seven minutes left in this game. And the, that's it. Like, our defense held them like they should have. And that's the good thing. Like, our defense really showed out, held out, and balled out. But it was our offense that couldn't get things done. And I really, and that's really where it just fell apart for me was the fact that our defense was great last Sunday night. I really have to say, we had, that was one of the best defensive games we had in multiple weeks where we actually held things out, got things done, and got things going. But it was our offense in the final five minutes of the fourth quarter that really hurt us the most. I have to agree and have to say that. But I will now say I will finally I will be moving on from this play and putting it to rest so we can finish this game. Now with the uh, first and 10, Tyler Huntley is sacked. For a loss of eight, so now it's second and 18. J.K. Dobbins for nine. Third and nine, it was a possible fumble, but they ruled it incomplete. But a fumble recovery and then rule for the first down. So it looked like a fumble that happened, but it ended up being a... And then they tried to call it an incomplete pass, and then they ended up ruling it as incomplete. So on fourth and nine, Baltimore does have to punt for the second time today. First and 10, gain of two for the Bengals, second and eight, gain of five. Tyler, uh, Marlon Humphrey got hurt on this play, but did come back. So now it's third and three with 8.55 left. They throw an incomplete, but there's a punt on the... They And the Bengals do punt. And there was a roughing the kicker flag, which this was a terrible call. This really has to be one of the worst calls I've seen by NFL referees. Because when the kicker for the Bengals let the ball go and our player tried to block it, he was in midair, his body all the way across, and, the ki and his foot ended up hitting the kicker. And the kicker fell backwards like he had just been shoved. Like, he literally was so dramatic about it that they called a roughing the kicker penalty. And, like, it it wasn't even – it's not like he fully took him down or full – it was, like, his body or his arm or anything. It was his foot of all things. And this was terrible. And I repeat, terrible calling by the refs. So this now gives the ball back to Cincinnati again. But like I said, no more points are put up in the board on this game. So – we're really just running through running through the wire. It's now first and ten, goes nowhere. Second and ten, incomplete. Third and ten. Uh Tyus Bowser. He gets a beautiful sack. I can't I can't deny him that privilege. He got a beautiful sack. So then the Bengals now have to punt again. This time no flag. So on first and ten, Dobbins nowhere. Second and ten. 
Mark, uh, Mark Andrews gets a beautiful catch and run to midfield. Now on first and 10, J.K. Dobbins goes nowhere. Second and 10, the ball is deflected with 5.15 left in the game. So that was stopped there. Third and 10, Tyler Huntley is sacked. Then we punt again. Now first and 10, holding on the Bengals. First and 19 is an incomplete. Second and 19, Kyle Hamilton and Roquan Smith are on the stop. Now, third and 10, Adolphe Owe gets a stop with us taking a timeout here. Now, the Bengals are forced to punt, and they end up getting a false start penalty on that as well. And then there was a flag during the return. A Bengals runner went out of bounds and came back in. And this, he went out of bounds on his own. He wasn't pushed, wasn't tripped, no shoving, nothing. He just literally just ran out of bounds and back in, which is definitely a huge penalty. So now on first and 10, Mark goes for six. Tyler Huntley on second and four goes for two. It's third and two. Justice Hill gets the first with the two-minute warning. And somehow that call is overturned, which I don't understand. They deemed him short, which is absolutely stupid because he wasn't. Now on fourth and inches, Tyler Huntley gets it. First and 10, J.K. Dobbins is incomplete. Second and 10, Demarcus Robinson gets the catch, but there was a hands to the face flag on the Bengals, so that really helped us out. First and 10, Dobbins gets the first down. First and 10 again is an incomplete. Second and 10, Justice Hill for four. There's a holding flag, though. So now on second and 10, it is incomplete for us. Bengals take a timeout. Third and 20, we now, are, it was second and 20, but the Bengals took a timeout. Then on third and 20, with very, very little time left, and this was terrible. Like, I don't know why we decided to take a timeout here and then just burn through the clock. Like, we, we still have, we have gone past the two-minute warning, but we still have so much time to go. We end up taking our last timeout. On 4th and 20, the Bengals take another timeout. So then we end up throwing the ball down on 4th and 20, and it's deflected in the end zone. Like, it was deflected, and we and it almost got re-caught by us. But that that's, that, that's the end of the game. That is how we go out in the postseason in wild Super Wild Card Weekend. And it was really unsatisfying. It was really hurting to see and watch the fact that we lost that game over some dumb stuff. Like, that mess was absolutely ridiculous, and we should not have lost that game. We should have been up 24-17. Like, that that was terrible play calling by Greg Roman. Like I said, I'm not going to demonize him too much because the internet is already doing that enough for me. And same with Tyler Huntley. The internet's already doing that enough for me to demonize both of those two. But I personally don't want to drag anybody's names through the mud. Not here, not on Baltimore Talk. I do. That is not what I am about. That is not what this podcast is about. But my overall thoughts of the game, it was a good game, believe me. But we re- it was just that one play that messed us up and that really ter- re- turned us on our heads. And that was all, I, that's it. That's all I can really say about it. It's, it was just that one play that turned us on our heads. But I know everybody has a lot to think about this game, a lot to say. I know I had so much to say, but I really, I, I just, there are no words. There are no words for how this game went after that play. It was, again, a great defensive game. Believe me, it really was a great defensive game and a great defensive handle. But it was just that offense. Like I said, the run game needed to be better. The passing game, there needed to be more passes. But we can't cry over spilled milk now because it's two days later. And we 
now have to accept the fact that we are now out of the postseason and we won't have any more Baltimore Ravens football until preseason starts, which one of the things I do want to highlight with I will be also covering for next season. I will be covering preseason. I do want to cover preseason. I know those games don't really count and don't really matter to anybody. But it's our first introduction to the new football year, the new football season. So I will be covering postseason or preseason, I should say. And I'm and I'll even do I might do a special look and a special talk about the draft and how I feel about certain people before we start preseason. Oh, that'll probably be like a special, but that won't be till that won't be for months from now. Things will be a lot different than for me, hopefully, and for all of you, hopefully. But hopefully the one thing I like to see that we keep is being Baltimore fans through and through. But like I said, back to the game and getting things talked about and getting them wrapped up here is just that one play. That one play is what messed us up. And I really, I can't even speak on it further because like I said, the internet is already ready to burn Greg Roman and Tyler Huntley at the stake for that. But like I do like to do, I do want to play John Harbaugh's final post-game interview here so you all hear what he has to say about how things went. Good to see everybody. Appreciate everybody being here. Uh, obviously, a hard-fought game. Really, really proud of our players. I thought uh, we played a winning football game in many, many ways. Ran the ball well, threw the ball well, played, played outstanding defense, got the turnover. difference was the two turnovers, obviously. That hurt us, one, one, one really big one. Uh, but both led to scores. And uh, that was probably the story of the game at the end. The other story is our guys. You know, our guys, Tyler Huntley coming in and playing the way he played, I think, uh, coming off the uh, shoulder and the wrist injuries and uh, fighting his way back onto the field and just uh, just giving it everything he had and uh, that kind of a performance. Uh, Mark Andrews, I mean, coming up and just making play after play uh, in the passing game. Uh, offensive line, the way they blocked. Uh, J.K. and Gus, the way they ran. Uh, and then to the defense, I thought our defense was just all over the field, played great football. So uh, the key is we didn't win the game. We're disappointed in that. But I've got uh, nothing but nothing but admiration for our guys. I'm very proud of our football team. All right, what questions you have? John, on that uh, third and goal with, with Tyler, uh, was there any thoughts, uh, you know, any discussions before that play of maybe giving it to, to Gus or putting J.K. in there and giving it to them instead? Sure. I mean, you decide whether you're going to hand it off, take it off the line and hand it back in the backfield. Or whether you want a quarterback. Sorry, guys, that might have cut out just in the between, so we'll just keep it going. I apologize that one did cut out a little bit here, so let's just keep it rolling. We'll finish what John was saying. Or whether you want a quarterback sneak it. We felt we had a good call. It's a push sneak play. Uh, um, you know, it wasn't executed just the right way. I mean, Tyler went over the top. That's a burrow play. He's got to go low on that. That's the way the play's designed. So uh, that was that was two to get it. Uh, you take it off the line of scrimmage, there's a chance. You know, you might score, but there's a chance it gets you in the backfield. Now it's hard to get it on fourth down. So two to get it there from inside the one. We felt like that was the best call. We just didn't execute, right? How you doing? Good to see you. John, the, when you look back on I mean, I know you got to look at some of the tape, but that drive, it seemed like and in the fourth quarter, you guys kind of ran out of time. Um, the, the final drive there in the fourth quarter, when J.K. caught that ball and got down there, you had about 30 seconds left. Then you huddled. Um, do you wish you kind of picked up the pace there? Yeah, the idea there was to save the timeouts for the red zone. I think the thing that killed us was the holding penalty, which knocked us back. And the idea was we've got time. We, we've got, we want to keep those timeouts to throw the ball. So, you know, we, we tried to pop a run there. We're going to call a timeout after that. And then we, then we can, we still have run pass options. So 
we, we didn't want to give the ball. We wanted to score without giving the ball back. We think we're going to be in the red zone. We think it's going to be just a certain number of plays, and it's going to work right down to the end of the game rather than maybe you score with 30, 35 seconds. You give a chance to go kick a field goal at the end. So I think we played it right. Uh, didn't work out in the sense that after that we did, we had incomplete passes, so you're not going to have a chance to call them. If you complete the passes, you get the ball back in the red zone, you call the timeout. So I think it's, you know, from an elementary level, you could say, ah, they should have called the timeouts. But we had the timeouts worked out right. And I just think that with John saying all that, I definitely think that we had things going for us. He does say more after the end, but I really just, I think those are what, really hit on the most points there. And it's just, it's sad to say that that's how our season finished out and how things really ended for us. I just, I really think that we could have had a better game and a better season. Other than that, that's pretty much it. That's, that it concludes the 2022-2023 Baltimore Ravens season. And that also concludes the first full season of episodes of Baltimore Talk. And I just want to take this time to really say thank you to all of you. All of you who listen to my podcast every week. I know not ep- every episode was a banger. Not every episode was a good one. Some were a lot longer than others. Believe me, I know there was a couple that were over an hour, but, and some were even like the first, like this first and second one, only 20, 25 minutes and how I was able to fluctuate up and down with what more I had to talk about and what less I had to talk about and what I really wanted to focus on. I just like to say thank you to all of you who listened every week, who supported me every week, who really made this possible And this whole, I really, honestly, I wouldn't have done this if it wasn't for my Uncle Keith, man. Like, this was really, it was his brainchild that really helped me flourish this idea into becoming a full-fledged thing. Because at the end of the day, I want to be the next John Madden. I want to be those guys that are actually calling the game that you hear the voices of on TV and see on TV. Or even on the Ravens Game Day Network on the radio. That's what I want to do at the end of the day. And this, I know, is my first step of hopefully getting involved with it. And it's all of you who, again, like I said, listen every single week. Tell me I'm doing a good job. Show me the love. Show me the support and share it with everybody. Share it with your parents. Share it with your friends, your neighbors, your cats, your dogs, anybody and anyone. And I just, again, from the bottom of my heart, I really have to thank all of you for giving me this opportunity and lending me your ears and really lending me your time like it really truly means a lot to me and yes I know not every episode will be as popular as the next or the one before it but I still promise to constantly put out content for Baltimore and make sure things are heard and make sure these games are called and make sure things are done properly because like I said I want to make sure I am the next John Madden eventually and get things done but Again, to all of you in the Ravens flock and all of you who have listened to me here on Baltimore Talk, 
thank you again for the final time for a great 2022-2023 season and my first season, season one of Baltimore Talk. And yes, like I said a few weeks ago, we have been renewed for season two. So we will be coming back next year, technically this year, but next football year, next football season, the 2023-2024 NFL football season will be again here on Baltimore Talk, hosted by me, Anthony Probst. And with that, I have to just say one final time, thank you all, and fly high, Ravens flock. Goodbye.